I'm Jim Wallace, and I'm calling in from a retreat in the middle of my home state of Michigan. I'm out in the woods taking a retreat from things in Washington, which is often a necessary thing to do. But I want to talk about something today that's very important to all of us and to me as well. And so I'm calling in by phone today to talk to you. So reading and hearing the stories of sexual predator Harvey Weinstein, his assaults against so many women have been really ugly and painful for all of us to hear. But I saw a story in the Washington Post that really uh, hit me hard. It was called A World of Weinsteins. A World of Weinsteins. It struck me that's what so many women uh, are feeling. A world of Weinsteins in their their workplaces, their schools, uh, sometimes their homes, certainly uh, their churches sometimes even. And, and we have now members of Congress, women senators, telling their stories about how even in the halls of power, there's a world of Weinsteins. A lot of male commentators say they're coming forward to speak about this because they say, I have daughters. They point to their daughters, their wives, their sisters, other women in their lives whose assault or abuse would directly affect them and, and break their hearts. And, of course, they want to make them feel safe. And I also have a wife and three sisters, and I understand that perspective. But I am also horrified by these realities because I have sons, two sons, two teenage sons. And the toxic masculinity that infuses our culture encourages and excuses the abuse of power. And we parents and caregivers who want to raise boys into good men must be committed to challenging that toxic masculinity. Challenge it with one centered in a commitment to nurture and defend people of all gender identities. I find this term toxic masculinity uh, very uh, revealing. Uh, I'm hearing it used and raised up in different places. It strikes me that for something to be toxic means it, it poisons everything around it. It touches things. It, 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 it pollutes. It poisons. It, 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 has, it does harm. It has negative impact. Uh, it makes life more dangerous. That's what toxic means. Clearly, the sexual harassment and assault is overwhelmingly perpetuated by men. Those are the facts. And when we see all the women raising their voices on things like hashtag me too or yes all women, it paints a picture of daily abuse that women encounter just in living their everyday lives. So I really, really want men, us men, to look at what it takes to commit ourselves to raising a generation of boys and young men who embody a different kind of masculinity, one that nurtures and isn't as toxic and abusive and feels entitled to harass and, and to assault women. We need to teach our sons not only that sexual harassment and assault are never excusable, but also that it is their responsibility to step up and call out their peers when they act or speak in sexist ways. We need to understand and teach our children that sexism, sexual harassment, and sexual assault are all related to each other. They're on a continuum. Unchallenged sexism creates a structure for sexual harassment, which in turn creates the fertile ground 
for sexual abuse and assault. These are all connected, sexism, harassment, and assault. And so men need to speak out against sexual violence and sexual harassment everywhere from the dinner table to the pulpit. We need to acknowledge that breaking down our culture of toxic masculinity must include rejecting the commodification of women and the consumerization of sex. Women's bodies are not commodities. Men need to, to speak out against sexual violence and sexual harassment everywhere, from the dinner table to the pulpit. We need, as men, to take a clear stand against this. And young men can define a new, more human and more Christian masculinity that, uh, that objects to this cycle all along the way from sexism to sexual harassment to sexual assault. If, if masculine behavior disrupts, if it harms, if it threatens, if it poisons women around us, that's, that's toxicity. We need more nurturing spaces in our lives, our workplaces, our homes, our worship places. You know, there's this, um, this language of locker room talk that is in this conversation and how boys will be boys and how they'll talk together in their locker rooms. Well, my two boys are varsity athletes, one's in college, one's in high school. So we've talked about this. Uh, of course, they're baseball players, so it's dugouts and uh, locker rooms. And I, I found those conversations uh, very um, helpful. They, they are, they are fairly intolerant to that kind of conversation. And when it occurs, these are younger boys, uh, teenagers, when it occurs, um, they find more people like themselves speaking up to it or standing up to it. And, and, uh, you know, I think they're on good teams and good schools with good cultures. But that kind of, uh, culture of, Toxicity that leads to first it's always sexism, then sexual harassment, and finally the fertile ground for sexual assault. And I think uh, maybe a new generation of young men who want to be athletes, uh, more and more of them will find that not tolerable. I remember the Youngstown case uh, a while back of a, of a football player, football team, and it was a gang rape. And I remember my son at the time, my older son, said, well, there's, there, that there are people like that in the world uh, was not surprising to him, but it was the athletes who stood and watched and allowed it to happen. He, he was angry at that. To allow it to happen, to watch it, to do nothing to stop it, that's what felt like the, uh, the thing that enraged him as a young man. So I think, I think we need a new generation of of uh, boys becoming men and athletes who are not going to tolerate uh, that kind of locker room talk because locker room talk is not innocent. It's not harmless. Locker room talk leads to the kind of atmosphere and regarding of women as lesser or the other or less, uh, less than fully human. You can't talk about people in that kind of way. As the blogger Nora Samaran says, I like this quote, the opposite of the masculine rape culture is a masculine nurturance culture. I like that. A masculine nurturance culture. Men increasing their capacity to nurture and become whole.
This is finally about our cultural intolerance of sexual harassment and assault. It's about a legal system that holds men accountable to the law. If even some of the accusations against Harvey Weinstein are true, he should spend the rest of his life in jail. It's about exposing men who use their power for abuse. It's about how to raise our boys into a new generation of men that rejects toxic masculinity and rape culture and embraces this culture of nurture. And it's about asserting that men and women were both made in the image of God. And so that's a good criteria. Are we talking about women, talking about each other, talking about other men in ways that reflect them being made in the image of God? Do we believe that as people of faith? If we do, we have to act like we believe it and and stand up to that kind of talk. So it's time for men to step up and talk to each other and talk to their sons about what kind of men they're going to be.